There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Starting a family is undoubtedly an exciting time, but the reality of seeing a positive pregnancy test can send even the most laid-back woman into a spiral of sleepless nights. Trust me, I've been there. We're here to tackle the conundrums that keep many mums-to-be, just like me, awake at night when they find out their life is about to change forever. Hello and welcome to Baby on the Brain, a podcast brought to you by Stylist Magazine, dedicated to the big life questions you face when you find out you're pregnant. My name is Fliss, I'm the digital executive editor at Stylist and I'm pregnant with my first child. I'm actually on day one of my maternity leave, so it feels very poignant to be recording the final episode of the series today. With maybe less than 10 days to go until the baby arrives, I will do literally anything to distract myself from the reality of becoming a mum. This week, things are going to run a little differently. I don't have a co-host, as we'll be revisiting some of our guests and co-hosts from previous episodes for their best bits of advice. I am, however, joined by a very special guest. For the final episode of the series, I thought we should tackle the return to work. And who better to do that with than my own boss, Lisa Smazarski. I'm on my best behaviour. My palms are sweating. You're talking very well today, Fliss. Well Thank done. Thank you. This is my radio voice. Um, hello. I wondered if you wanted to introduce yourself for people who didn't know you as well as I did. Yes. So um, I work with Fliss. I'm the editor-in-chief of Stylist. And um, I have three children, which is possibly going to make up part of this conversation as well. I have been editor-in-chief of Stylist for... 11 years that's making me feel very old Um, and my eldest child is 10 so I've had all of my kids through my career at Stylist um, and have you know had to navigate some of the waters that you're going through at the moment in terms of going off on mat leave and finding it really hard um, and then doing it again then doing it again Um, but yeah, that, that kind of, I'm not going to use the word juggle. I almost did, but I hate that word. Um, but trying to navigate the different aspects of your life and trying to retain your own identity throughout that as well. It's fun though. You know, it's fun. It's good. Is it actually though? Cause you, I don't know if your face is saying it really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I feel so unbelievably privileged to be in my position to have this amazing career and a family, you know, not everyone yeah. can count that. And I've been really supported through the whole um, process. D- very different managers, um, different times through stylists. But actually, all of them have been really supportive of the fact that I can have both, you know, I, and I can do both. But it, it's not always easy. It's not super straightforward. We can talk about that. Um, but actually, you know, I'm here to say, yes, you can do it and it will yes. be fine. And you will still be super bliss at work and you'll be an incredible mum as well. And it is, you know, that's entirely possible. I'm very glad I get to share all of these 
profound pieces of advice with everyone that's listened to this podcast because I get this privately <laughs> but now everyone else gets to hear it as well you'll still be super fliss at work I write that down I get <laughs> I'll have it imprinted on your, <laughs> your uh, uh, signature <laughs> thank you um the first thing I had written down that I really wanted to tackle with you was in your experience both as a mum and a manager would you say there is one big pitfall that women tend to fall into when they take maternity leave? Is it like the attitude towards maternity leave? Because I know when I first mentioned it to you, I was like, I think maybe two weeks is long enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe three. And you said to me, you need to have a little think about this. Uh, I don't No, I don't think there is one big pitfall because I think everyone approaches it differently and I feel like I've seen such different attitudes and approaches to it and I I, I feel like my attitudes changed with each of my children as well mm. um I think your pitfall if we talk about you individually was you were <laughs> you are so terrified to leave your job and actually what I was trying to say to you is you might feel differently when you're <laughs> holding a new human in your arms yeah um and actually I was really scared to go on mat leave because I, I had not long launch stylist and it was it was a baby of another sort mm. to me and I was so incredibly proud of it and really enjoyed my career made me very nervous to leave um and I felt apologetic actually for that and I think that that perhaps is the error is you, you have nothing to apologize for you know it's, it's no reflection upon your career at all you are just mm. choosing to have a family as well and I, I think you know I can't say that will be true of everyone but that was definitely the case for you is that you're kind of going um you know don't worry I'll be back I'm not <laughs> we never questioned your loyalty or your commitment and I think so many people so many women do feel that actually that by saying I choose something else as well is a way of saying, oh, my career is not as important as it once was. Well, that's not true, is it? You know, no man was ever given that conundrum. So so actually, I think it's just a case of going, I keep trying to say to you, it's just a different time, a different chapter. Mm. It will be different, but it doesn't change who you are, your commitment, your loyalty, how good you are at your job. And actually... I think I did say to you this, it goes so fast. And I remember yeah. coming back from my first mat leave and I was like, look at me, look at me. I'm a mother now. I've changed so <laughs> much. I mean, I've got a human and I've, you know, I've spent all this time doing something so different. I came back to work and it was so disappointingly the same, like nothing changed. <laughs> I could have been in that meeting, that same meeting, seven months, I took seven months, seven months before. Um, and, you know, no, what there were there were no flashes of lightning or thunderbolts, you know, <laughs> nothing was that different. Um, so that was incredibly reassuring because actually, you know, in terms of work, it feels like a lot happens in that time because we're so busy. But actually, you know, you you're planned out for a whole year. You know what you're doing and coming yeah. back to. So you know, it doesn't change as much as you think. But it's because your life is changing so much. I think. Oh, exponentially. This is the definitely, hands down, the biggest thing I've ever done. Yes. Um, interesting that you said that all of your maternity leaves felt different. Yeah. How did number one feel different to number three? I suppose that would be the biggest difference, right? Uh, yes, I think so. So number one, as I mentioned, I just, I just was really worried. Nobody had gone on mat leave in Silas. It was small business. Um. And I was doing it all for the first time. 
And I, I was just really nervous about that. I think, I think, you know, I'm saying to you what I said to myself or that I felt myself was that I, I was worried my commitment was under question. Yeah. I didn't want to lose this amazing job and this amazing opportunity that I'd had. So I went very cautiously and I really didn't disengage for quite a long time, actually. It took me probably three months to stop checking my email on a daily basis. And I wasn't replying because I knew I shouldn't be, but I was sort of stalking in the background and just knowing what was going on. And I had a brilliant line manager and he said to me, you know, whatever you want to know, I'll tell you, but I won't approach you. Mm. Um, you have this time, you enjoy this time. He was a father, he knew what it was coming for me in a way that I didn't. Um, and he um, was really supportive and would meet for coffee and sort of do it on my terms. But I really found it hard to extract myself. By the third time, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to really enjoy it. I know that I can go away and I can come back again. I know yeah. what the politics are or what the things that I have to navigate are. Um, I feel more confident in my own career, perhaps, and just who who I was, I'd done it for longer by that point. But again, you know, I'd come back and I'd done great things in the past, I could do that again. So mm. I guess my confidence had just grown and I really wish I could bottle that and give that to a first time mum going off on mat leave because it felt so different. And it changed my maternity leave actually because I was able to just go, I, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm not gonna worry about work in the way that I worried about it yeah. the first time. Um, so that's why I try and pass on to you. That's the bit I want you to take is that it will be fine. It will be totally fine. But also I understand what it feels like to be in that moment. I think also the pandemic is playing into my feelings as well, because I have got FOMO about everyone going back to the office. The thing that everyone ran away from last year, like, yes, we get to work from home in our PJs and I get to, you know, do whatever I want and to a point, obviously, we've all been working very hard. <laughs> I realise now who I'm talking to. But, you know, I don't have to commute and I don't have to do all these things. And now people are returning to the office and working together and sitting in groups and chatting. Do, doing that thing where you turn around on your chair and you talk about the TV you watched last night or the oh, lunch you yeah. had. Or, and I'm going to watch everyone doing that from afar and be like, cool, I'll see, I'll see you next summer. 2022. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, and, and this is it, you know, but there are ways to keep in touch socially with your colleagues. And I think that's really critical as well. You know, I, I've said to you, well, we can have lunch for this and you can bring your baby. And the good thing is people want to hold a baby when it's not theirs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, everyone wants to go, you get time off and you get to catch up and you get all the fun things. Yeah. And you will develop your own network like that, you know, with your parent friends perhaps mm. or people that you meet while you're off on maternity leave and you know I know you're in a unique position that you've moved during a mm. pandemic you haven't been able to do NCT in the same way and I think that is a bigger challenge than I faced in the same situation because I was able to do those things um but actually it was amazing how much I did need that network I wasn't sure I would need it but I really did need that network I needed people who were in it the same thing as me at the same time and they became like colleagues the bants were still there you know the what you're having for lunch chat it was all you know all the really important stuff about going into the <laughs> office was still there and you know I missed my colleagues don't get me wrong they're people I love and respect and just like being around because I learned so much from them as well especially you Fliss I'm gonna miss you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know but actually you know i 
I did miss that. I can't say I yeah. didn't miss that. But I did try and replicate that with the lunches or keeping in touch. And, you know, we have got Zoom now. You can check in and you can catch up mm. with people in a way that you couldn't before. Um, but also, you know, we're not all lugging it back to the office straight away. This is still going to be a period of transition. Yeah. It'll be hybrid for quite a long time, I think. So maybe it will never be exactly like that anyway. That's probably just pandemic pining for yeah the great unknown isn't it it's like looking looking out to see and not really seeing anything it's yeah a bit strange yeah it really is um so I tweeted on Friday Friday was my last day at work and I tweeted um oh I probably should have started preparing myself mentally <laughs> for, my, for my maternity leave before today um but I've got five hours left and it's just hit me that I'm not gonna be working anymore do you have any advice for anyone out there who is about to take their maternity leave on how to best prepare for it? Because I found I really have had to kind of just narrow my field of what I'm doing. So no, I don't need to get up in the morning and open my laptop. And um, I don't need to check the news first thing and I don't need to be on it straight away. But it has been, I've had to take steps to take myself away. Mm. But is that because you don't want to or because you don't know how to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say definitely how, given the answer. But Yeah. Um, what would I say? I mean, I, I did give myself things to do, actually, because I'm a very, I worked for so long. I'm a very structured mm. person. I didn't think I'd be very good at drifting. Um, and I know for sure from being quite lazy and loving a lion that I'm not my best version of myself if I lie around all day and doing that as a norm would be problematic for me. And I think lots of my friends and, you know, I understand where it comes from. were saying, just sleep, just rest because, you know, you'll be, you'll be really tired when the baby comes. And I was like, well, I don't think science says that sleep works like that. You know, <laughs> don't think you bank it and you can just sort oh. of go through your reserves. But yes, be restful. I understand that. But I, I didn't, I, you know, I had little tasks. I mean, I hadn't really thought about having a baby, if I'm honest. So mm. I then thought maybe I should spend some time thinking about this <laughs> and what that means. <laughs> the little bits of prep that obviously... Um, you know, it is good to have your bag in order, to have your room in order. It's quite exciting. It's allowing your brain the space to actually move into the idea of having a baby. Mm. Um, I did, I guess, again, non-pandemic world, I did make sure I was meeting people for a coffee or for lunch. But again, putting in some social points, I think, keeping in touch with people. So you're not just, you know, you're used to speaking to a lot of people every day. Yeah. To go to nothing, particularly when no one else is around, is really hard. So I did make sure that I had a few check-in points throughout. Um, I took, uh, I went off um, two weeks before my mat leave started, but they were both around Christmas time. So I had a bit of extra holiday in there and they both came a week early for this. So, you know, oh. it's, <laughs> so it wasn't that much time actually. And then I was really into the idea of, um, I, I need to work out what to do with this tiny individual now because, it, that was very all-consuming because I hadn't actually spent enough time thinking about it. So my only bit of advice would be is like, you know, maybe do a little bit of homework. <laughs> yeah. What happens with a newborn baby? Chat to your friends, you know, try and understand that early stage. Because that for me was the shock of going from this very structured working day through to nothing. 
Yeah. And then through to actually, I, again, all consuming, but something I don't know how to do and I'm not very good at actually um, after being quite good at my job, you know. So again, that was, they were the biggest shocks for me. So I think maybe if I could do that again, I'd have just taken a bit of time to allow myself a transition mm. and actually read a few more articles, you know, <laughs> or a book, whatever you want to do, listen to the podcast, just do something to move into that idea that, you know, your whole, your day is about to look and feel very different. Yeah, I um, I had one room with everything in, so we'd painted it. We'd done the traditional nice. things. We painted this room. Yeah, and um, Aaron had has built the cot and wanted his picture taking while he was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monumental moment. He said, "I was like, okay, I'll take a picture." Oh, bless him. <laughs> That's actually quite cute. I know. Um, but we had everything in there, and and I said to myself. I will get everything out and put it around the house when I'm on maternity leave. And I also had a pair of slippers that you're going to think I'm completely nuts. I had a pair of slippers that one of my friends gave to me in just before Christmas. Mm. And they're really nice, like slip on fluffy white company slippers. And I said to myself, I'll save these for the no, first I day of maternity that. leave. It's I've got them on right now. Oh, I love yeah. it. I think that's really nice because it's about treats, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's sort of actually, you're about to go. I, You know, I said this last week to you as you were leaving the office. You're about to start this amazing new chapter of your life. You just don't know it yet. You haven't, haven't experienced it yet, but you're going to have the most incredible time. And I think... Little rituals and markers are really good. You know, the slippers will always be synonymous with yeah. going into mat leave. And I, I said to you, I watched Mad Men uh, through the whole of my first uh, maternity leave. And, and, and actually, let me, this is my advice. Do not send yourself any other targets higher than watching a boxer. I mean, it's, <laughs> anyone who's like, and that's when I'll launch my podcast or my own business, forget that. You know, this is about actually put your feet up you know, feed your baby however you choose to, watch your mm. box set. Um, and actually, I if even hearing the music, it's so nostalgic and wonderful for me. It's like I would watch it now and I will have all of those feelings fluff back. So I really like the idea of rituals and moments that differentiate that time. It is, it is different, mm. really hard, but it is so special that actually – uh anything that you can do to sort of go it's a different period now I think that's yeah. a really positive yeah. I actually think that's a really positive and comfortable step for you Fliss <laughs> <laughs> thank you I feel like I'm making steps in the right direction and this is turning into a therapy session but I'm not hating it one to one <laughs> <laughs> that weekly therapy session we have in our diary so this episode is really about the return to work. Yep. So we've navigated quite a lot about me, like winching me out of work. <laughs> <laughs> Physically and mentally. And um, I think what I haven't really thought about is going back to work. And there are so many hurdles there. Yeah. Uh, but actually, in terms of people I know who have gone back to work, for them, it's a lot of them don't want to. And I don't think yeah. that will be my case I have no idea you don't know I can't yeah. imagine that that will be because I you know I feel very privileged to say I actually really do like my job but you're just saying that because I'm here aren't you yeah <laughs> but a lot of people I know are on maternity leave and saying I really 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 don't want to go back oh my but... god it's so common I mean I I did um I'm trying to think what the numbers were but I did NCT with eight 
people mm-hmm. um and we all lived in the same area and we were all working and by the end of mat leave a lot of people were either on the cusp of moving um <clears throat> or had moved already a lot of people had challenged and questioned their jobs um there was only a couple of us whose life just carried on as it had done before yeah. it's really normal it's a really normal time to evaluate but the thing is i don't think you'll know this till quite a few months time actually because it changes so much through the first few months and I found one of the things I found difficult is I decided I would return about seven months Mm. and um the you know there was no particular reason partly financial partly um I guess this as I was saying you know this sort of feeling like I wanted to get back to my job I found it much harder to go back than I expected I suddenly was like I'm getting something out of this baby now this baby's giving me smiles we're having (laughs) quite a lot quite a fun time together so some of the stuff I found really hard at the beginning had eased up and then I was back at work and I was like oh my Mm. god I'm just it's gone I've missed it it's all over you know so so how you feel is not how I thought I would feel going into interesting that time and that's why I keep saying to you and I would say to anyone don't decide now don't decide now in fact you've got the entitlement to take up to a year use that if you want to use it don't use it if you don't want to use it you know it's like or if you're in a position to to be able to afford to not use it um but it's you know it's it's a really unpredictable time you're dealing with a lot of hormones a lot of emotions you're bonding with your child um you are living a very different life some people love it some people don't like it some people really want to go back to work some people don't and this is it this is the part of the change and there is a change you're you're not going to be exactly the same after having a baby yeah a huge amount of your identity will remain the same but you know, obviously you have invited a new human into your home <laughs> and they're settling in, you're building a family, it is different. And sometimes that changes how you perceive work in the mix. So all I would say is until you have to give your statutory kind of um, amount of time to return to work, don't make that decision. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the space to think about it. I mean, childcare is the only factor to to scupper my lovely romantic vision of that because of course a lot of nurseries you've got to I mean I've heard of people putting down deposits whilst they're pregnant on nurseries so yeah you know depending on what your childcare circumstances are but when you start to think about it that will help you make the decision because you start to imagine what life will be like and that you know that is a whole probably another episode just on childcare alone but you know it it, I, I think you change so much that probably you just don't want to make a solid commitment if you can possibly afford to um I saw my mum yesterday and she actually said to me have you have you got your name down for a nursery (laughs) (laughs) "Uh, that's relaxing mum I don't I don't think so mum she was she just gave me the eyes and I was like Mm, oh, maybe I we should be thinking about that. it <laughs> I didn't do that I mean I did it on mat leave once also I was really not sure what I wanted actually did I want a nanny or was I jealous of a nanny I didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> did I want a nursery did I want interact you know there were all these different questions again how could you possibly know that at this point totally um we don't actually even have a name for a form yet is the problem oh, yeah true what do I put Baby a one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do go down like that, to be fair. Yeah. 
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so looking at the return to work, mm. what would you say was the best thing about going back to work for you? Right, before I went back to work, I did the biggest shopping spree known to womankind. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I was like, the clothes, the clothes oh, I'm going to no. wear. Yeah. I, you know, one of the identity things I struggled with was my changing body. And I think you've yeah. touched on this in a previous episode. My body looked and felt a bit different after I'd had a baby. And, you know, obviously I was breastfeeding for some of that time. So different tops, which were all horrible, um, you know, really gross bras and things <laughs> leaking bits of my body so um. I was like oh work me likes you know get putting nice clothes on and that actually was a really important I talked about rich, rituals but that was a really important ritual because I was like it's almost like the first day of term I was like oh, oh. what am I gonna wear how exciting yeah um the social aspect was by far the most important to me I think you know being back around these people who I love and respect and the structure of a working day um and I didn't stop using my brain so people suggest that but I did keep reading the news and I did engage with things <laughs> that weren't just about babies um and you know I have lots of great chats with my friends so I, I felt that I was still stimulated but actually working felt very satisfying Again, mm. it was something I knew how to do. I was really in control of. I think I'm good at. Actually, that felt really nice to get back into that position. Um, we're, in, we're in the business of making content, and there is a lovely, tangible feeling when you make that yeah. content, um, which is quite unique, I suppose, to our industry. But I loved that. That gave me such a kick when I came back to work. I'm like, I made yeah. something. I've done something. You know, it's it's very satisfying. Babies are just ongoing. You know, they give you little moments, <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, it's not a finished job, is it? So, um, you know, I, I, I think I think I really took something out of that. But definitely the definitely the social aspect. But I've, I really did feel like I regained a bit of my identity when I went back. Yeah. Back. Um, and that's because a bit like you, I love my job and I love what it says about me I suppose you know about who I am how I introduce myself it's a yeah. big part of who I am so I loved having that back again you didn't ask me this but I volunteer anyway the hardest but it was harder to say goodbye to my baby than I expected um actually I actually I tell you what 
I'm going to give you the honest answer. I found that hard. But what I found harder was leaving the office to get back for the baby. Now, I'd always been the last person sat at my desk, particularly managing a team. I was very, yeah, very happy to do that. I wasn't I wasn't like being a big martyr. You know, it's just how I <laughs> worked. Um, never really thought about my finish time, just sort of finished what I was doing, then drifted off. It was good for my brain as well. I could sort of complete yeah. what I was doing and then get home. Suddenly I had this pressure to get home mm. and I felt so guilty to my colleagues. I just, I cannot even express how that made me feel. I was like, oh, I'm not doing my maybe I'm not doing my job properly maybe maybe this is it this is what happens is that you're just now this is just presenteeism we're not even talking about yeah. what so I massively overcompensated by doing lots of emails in the evenings and lots of work out of hours I just felt like I'd that was my struggle that was my okay real um and was that the first time you went back yeah and, and definitely I got better at that um, you know, I think that's, I wrote an Ed's letter about this actually a couple of weeks ago. I have a problem. I've grew up with the generation who were very sort of office based, worked long hours, you know, it was just sort of a culturally, culturally normal experience. And, um, I did find the fact that I had to compromise that quite mm. difficult when I got back now what I would say is everyone around me was completely cool and totally fine my managers <laughs> were like you've got a family of course you have to leave you know that's not I wasn't even leaving that early um but I did find it difficult how long do you think it took you to get back to a kind of normal routine or to get into a new normal routine Mm, 10 years <laughs> <laughs> this is not the answer I wanted no do you know what that's because that there isn't an answer to that because what I found actually so each child has brought a new childcare demand um and actually childcare changes way more often than you think so as a planner, and you were a planner too, oh, I was very yeah. keen that I had everything laid down and organized. Like I knew what day my husband would be picking up, what day I would be picking up, um, exactly what time I'd need to leave in the morning. I just wanted to understand what that looked yeah. like. So I organized that the first time, and then I was like, right, that's done. And I assumed it'd be like that forever. And it isn't. Suddenly, either we had to, I mean, all sorts of different things, like suddenly joining a school nursery rather than um, a private nursery. Rich's mum helped us out in a few days when she couldn't. We had to adapt again. Um, and the one thing, and I've said this a few times, and one thing I've learned is it is never a done deal just accepts it's going to evolve and change so that little bit of kind of stability that I was hoping for of knowing what it looked yeah. out like forever I then had to adjust and go once I accept that I know it's not going to look like that forever I'm much better because actually now in pandemic world I mean every day I'm like are you picking up the kids or am I picking up the kids where are the kids today like it has to be so flexible and I have had okay. to learn to be more adaptable and flexible you know the day you get the call from the nurse again can you come and pick them up they've just been sick and you're like oh I've got three meetings and but yeah. actually your job as a mum comes first or your your partner as a dad one of you has to put that first at that time so um 
so again, it was that was a real learning curve for me because it just meant I couldn't have I couldn't control everything. That's what it is. I couldn't control yeah. it all. So therefore, I had to learn to be more relaxed, to be more adaptable to the situation, to what the kids need as well, um, and that it wasn't going to be a one size fits all solution. So why I say. 10 years to finding my new normal it's changed so many times and again the pandemic has changed it so yeah beyond anything else you know you've sat in meetings with me with various age kids popping in saying hello <laughs> but now we're like oh it's just that's kind of just how we work now you know that has become another version of normal um so psychologically it probably took took me to my second mat leave actually to get perspective on that it did take me a little while and there's two years between them. That's interesting. I think the flexibility thing is is what I probably need to work on in my mind. Because as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking, what? I've got it all worked out. How You're crushing my dreams right now. <laughs> oh, no. Before, That's <laughs> before you know, like when this was just a little secret between me and Aaron and we were kind of thinking, oh, my God, this might happen this summer. Um we both had to sit down because we have moved and we will be commuting and say, right, well, if, you know, we can't afford five day a week childcare. So thankfully his mum is going to step in and my family will step in at some point. So we're yeah. looking at three days a week. Do we both go to London on the same day? Do we not? What would happen if we were both in London on the same day and suddenly there's a phone call and she like she's poorly I I have no idea mm. but in my mind I was like it's fine because we've got this all set Monday to Wednesday we'll both be in London and it'll be fine it will be like that for a bit it's just it won't be like that forever and, that, and that's it that's the only bit to get your head around like if if you get six months or a year or two years of that then brilliant that'll be absolutely amazing and you'll get used to that and you'll settle yeah. for that but at some point it will change again and that could be the addition of another child. It could be a move in nurseries or in, you know, going to school or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it it just changes. Um, and I struggled with those changes because I'm I'm not as flexible as I'd like to think I am. A horrible control freak. But <laughs> um, but actually, you know, that that that's something I've got more and more comfortable with and I have learned to adapt. And also I've learned it's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the first call you get where they're like, can you come and pick your kid up? Again, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to look out <laughs> the office and tell people, I'm going to let people down. It's going to be terrible. And obviously everyone's like, oh, I hope they're all right. You know, I, ho- I hope everything's fine. You're like, oh yeah, because that's the important thing. Here, you yeah. know, it's not you going out work. You know, you know, you will always make up your time. You'll do what you need to do to get your job done. Um, so I think, I think they're the emotional moments that, again, I'm, I'm completely fine with that now. I feel so comfortable, but it did. That is the bit that took me time. I wonder if the pandemic is actually beneficial, or the what's happened to working and hybrid working and flexible working is probably going to be beneficial to new mums or mums all over. Old mums, new mums, OG mums. I tell you, know. you, I tell you, I really never imagined I would get to see my kids this much. And actually that has been the silver lining of my lockdown is that yeah. I'm closer and see more of their worlds than I have ever done before. And, 
you know, there are a lot of barriers to homeschooling working at the same time. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> it wasn't uh, as enriching <laughs> as some people have reported. Um, but actually now I am factoring going to pick the kids up because from school because I'm home and that's when I'll take my break and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pop down and pick them up. Now, just to get that small amount of time, it's time I never imagined mm. I would have. But I always assumed I'd be in an office a certain amount of distance away. I was fine with that. I made peace with that. Um, but actually, it has been a real benefit. And I think, you know, at the moment, my four-year-old, I only have a part-time nursery place for because I can't get a full-time. Well, I would just have her at home. It's fine. You know, it's like the before, that would have been preposterous. Like, <laughs> like what were you thinking? I'll just take her to the office. Uh, it's not going to I would happen. have loved that. I mean, she'd have loved that. She, yeah, she'd have just t- torn around. She'd have owned being it. Being a tiny little boss. <laughs> yeah, she really would. But, but that's it. I think, you know, there, there are some unexpected benefits. And I suspect for a new parent that transition back to work will be different you know Mm. it will be different if you're doing any level of hybrid or you know home working obviously that's not the case for a lot of people and they will still have to do it as they always have done but um you know for many of us that will that that is a bit of a benefit and actually you know to a degree you're weaning yourself off your child often when you go back Mm. to work you might be able to do that in a more gradual phase and I think you know we've got to take these positives where we can get them bliss absolutely you might not have had to see anyone for nine months (laughs) god yeah it has been a long nine months um as a manager how do you handle people returning to work and this doesn't necessarily have to be at stylist or even about me but I'm just want a manager's perspective on this because it's so easy for us to talk as women and you know as a mum and a mum to be and go I'm a bit nervous and all of these things but as a manager I'm really interested to know how you handle it when someone says I'm pregnant and you start thinking about their return to work well I think oh god it comes way before that really I guess as a manager you're thinking about what you're going to do while that person is on maternity leave obviously you know we would never ask how long you were going to be off for so you're trying to make a contingency plan with some flexibility in it as well um so often that is the first point of thinking about that person's return for work. Obviously, then I'd be anticipating at some point a discussion about hours or how they might want to um, flex their work around their new arrangements. Because obviously, again, a bit harder in a pandemic because we can't predict what life's going to be like in X amount of months time. But, you know, usually I would be ex- anticipating. Well, actually, there's a point where you're like, are they going to come back? Are they going to come back? <laughs> um, and sometimes, you know, you've got a really good stick because you've had keeping in touch days or you had. And sometimes people just go off grid, which is totally fine too. And I would heartily recommend doing that. Um, but it does mean sometimes as a manager, you're not 100% sure where someone's head is at would work. Yeah. So there's some kind of more um, HR, logistical stuff to go through, hours, return. And when you're having those conversations, you'll start to get a feel of how nervous someone is, how excited someone is. So then you can tailor that return to work to that person because I think it is so different. It's so, so different. And, you know, I've known of mums coming into work and being really upset, missing their child so much and therefore Mm. that being the key thing they have to navigate. 
other people coming in. Actually, I really remember this. Someone worried they'd lost their skills. Um, they were a designer and they, you know, they mm. needed very practical shortcuts and things on, on, on a, on the InDesign and they wanted to come in and, and just make sure they were up to speed and able to do the job again. Fair enough. So I think, you know, if, if it was you and I, I think I'd be feeding off you really and just sort of mm. going, right, where, where is she at? What does she need? Does, do I need to give her something in advance? That could be time. It could be information or it could be, you know, how the return works and getting a person back up to speed. It's so different. I mean, I, I'll just be when you, when if you say I'm coming back I'm trying to switch here between too many hats it's quite hard sorry (laughs) if you say I'm coming back I you know it would just be so exciting so then it'll be ready the other aspect of course is um looking after the person who has been covering that role and really taking into consideration that can be quite tough sometimes particularly Mm. if it's an internal candidate who might not want to go back to their role that they were doing before, even though, you know, you're always very clear about what the arrangement is. So again, navigating some of the things that might have happened with the team and making sure everyone's in a good place is all part of the manager's experience of, of mat leave, but so completely different for every candidate. Yeah. I'm just thinking about people who aren't in our industry and how it's also completely different for them. So people who work in shops and actually have a very active physical job where they have to return to a shop um, and how how different that must be. Well, again, Um, I, I do think we're super privileged in the industry that we work in and it would be remiss to not comment on that, actually, because we are afforded a lot of flexibility and that's both in how we work but also Mm. hours or things like that or the physicality like you say you know birth can be quite draining in many ways some of them physical and I think you know for some people it's not quite as easy as it was before they might be dealing with health issues that make that return to work a bit more challenging as well um so I think you know my mum advice is it's been really important to be as transparent as possible with your managers um as a manager you can only feed off what someone is giving you otherwise you sort of just follow what you think is happening or your own perspective perhaps takes this is what I needed so actually it's so helpful if someone is like this is where I'm at this is what I need and this is you know how I think I can navigate that return you know always good to hear someone's true and honest perspective but obviously different industries demand different things and I think you know you have a lot of rights as a woman returning to work it's really important to know them you know we are talking in a very idealistic way but obviously lots of people do have trouble navigating the return to work both in terms of requesting flexible working um or in terms of actually what how they need that job to work for them when they return um so really critical to know your rights I think if you're in that position as well you know there's wealth of information out there it's really easy to access it there are laws protecting you as a woman returning to work your job should remain as it was you know so I think knowing all of those things arming yourself with information if you are nervous about that return because you know we're talking about identity but actually for some people it is really serious you know yeah don't have the rights that they should be being afforded they find themselves either demoted or um you know the management team has changed or the structure has changed and their role isn't the same that used to be now that that most of the time is illegal and knowing that yeah what you should be navigating is really important as well 
so what I would say on that is there's a good starter on episode eight which was with Jolie Brearley of Pregnant and Unscrewed. Um, and actually also on episode four, um, Anna Whitehouse, mm. uh, Mother Pucker, touched on this as well. So there's two very good resources there um, on Baby on the Brain. And um, Anna's done some brilliant work and has a lot of research available actually on this and what your rights are. So yeah, that is definitely a good idea. Absolutely. All right, so let's wrap this up with your one piece of advice to anyone who is looking at returning to work after maternity leave? I think the main thing is about being kind to yourself, actually. It is another big change. You know, I I mentioned I was caught out by the fact that I felt guilty to my colleagues. No one had warned me that could happen. So you think you've accounted for everything and inevitably there's something that kind of catches you out. And there is a Mm. huge spectrum of things. That can be emotional, it can be practical. Um, So actually not bursting in the doors and expecting it to be exactly the same as the moment you left is a good way of being kind to yourself because actually it is going to feel different. It is going to take a few weeks to bed back in to probably get back up to speed again. You're the new kid coming back in sometimes, you know, <laughs> you might be a bit out of the loop with information, um, but actually almost treating it in some ways as a new job because you have got so many new things going on in your life. So I think walking back in the door and going, I should be as great as I was the second I left and, you know, I'm completely on it. Um, and actually I've got childcare sorted. I'm emotionally grounded. <laughs> And I've got this is is very, very hard. Um, So taking it day by day. And I I think the other bit, and I I know you want one, but I can't do it. I just said, but I can't do it myself. Um, Is that, you know, it's going to keep changing. It will keep changing. Be fluid, be flexible, and allow yourself to adapt to that and the fact that it will change. Because I think rigidity through the whole parenting experience is not our friend. You know, babies change all the time. Our circumstances change all the time. So actually, <laughs> chill it out is probably very, very useful. And I'm saying this to myself still 10 years on. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm just sitting here thinking about the routine I've got planned in my head. <laughs> Everything's out the window. <laughs> But, you know, as I said, I like a bit of routine. I have to put that in for myself. It helps yeah. me feel like I've had a good day to have achieved certain <laughs> things. Whatever they are, you know, that that could be my episodes of Mad Men. It could be getting down the shops. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but putting some sort of structure in has been good whilst accepting it's going to keep changing. You know, it is going to be fluid. That's a terrible word to finish on. <laughs> In celebration of the final episode of this series, I thought it would be nice to go back to some of our guests and co-hosts and ask them for their final piece of advice. Here's what they had to say. Hi, I'm Nina from Dope Black Mums and the best piece of advice I could give to anyone who is pregnant or a new mum right now is, or what really helped me is to remember every stage is a stage. I got really stuck in thinking, colic's never going to end and why is this happening? And honestly, when you're in the moment, it feels like it's going on forever, but it does pass and every stage passes. And in that moment, it feels like it's a mountain. But remember, yeah, every stage is a stage. Hi, I'm Grace. Uh, My advice for pregnant women, particularly those in their first trimester, is don't let GPs and doctors dismiss sickness that you have. 
remember that their reticence or their hesitation isn't because it's not safe, it's because it's expensive and it's also quite time consuming to dispense because you can only get so much at once. Of course, they need to be sure that you are in need and that they're not dispensing something unnecessarily, but you know your body and we know that few things are set up to make pregnancy easier for women. There is a whole range of options from travel sickness tablets right up to the medication that they normally reserve for chemotherapy patients to stem their sickness. So don't suffer unnecessarily. And also bear in mind that medicines aren't about harming your baby. They're about making sure that you can take in and keep the nutrients that you need to thrive and that your baby needs to thrive. Hey, my name is Janet and my advice to a pregnant woman or a new mum is simply to allow yourself to adapt to your new role. There's just so much going on when you have a baby and you might want to go back to your old self and just bounce back to work or um, go back to the things that you used to do. And it is tempting, but I promise you, you really able to have the time for those things later on i would say allow yourself to adapt to your new role embrace your new reality embrace your new baby and guess what you you haven't just got a new baby you've got a new mum as well so adapt and embrace it all and yeah just enjoy your new title as a mum hi i'm tash and the one piece of advice i'd give all pregnant women is talk to each other as much as you can whether you speak to other pregnant women or people who already have kids it doesn't matter from weird poop stories to cheer you up if you're having a tough day to empowering birth experiences embrace the oversharing and get bonding hi we're sarah and laura and the best piece of advice we could give to anyone who's pregnant or a new mum right now is that everything is a phase the good the bad the hard the easy everything's a phase so just roll with it go with it and enjoy them while they're great And as someone who started this podcast series with a million questions, I think my piece of advice to everyone would be to try to find the joy in each moment and remember to keep laughing. There will likely be tough times, but try to enjoy what you can of your pregnancy because that's exactly how I've tried to live through mine. Not even a pandemic was going to stop me sharing some of the more ridiculous pregnancy moments with my friends and family on WhatsApp and social media. I mean, from swollen hands, a huge belly, clothes that no longer fit and more often than not some really really bad fashion choices I've kind of I've been through it all but if you can't laugh at yourself who can you laugh at so try and find the joy and keep laughing well that's all for this episode of baby on the brain and for series one A special thank you to my guest, Lisa, and all the guests and co-hosts who have been so brilliant during this series of Baby on the Brain. As I head off to relax (laughs) into my maternity leave before the arrival of this baby, I'll be thinking back over the last 10 episodes and reminding myself that it's all about the journey. As always, you can tweet us at Stylist Magazine, find us on Instagram, and use the hashtag StylistBabyOnTheBrain. Remember to subscribe, share and leave us a review on the App Store. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.